0: Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Your Girl Says with your host Tonya Bailey and today Your Girl Says, let's talk about colorism. Okay, so before I even start with this episode it's going to be a special one because it is International Women's Day. So shout out to all the great females, girls, women out there. Keep doing what you're doing because what you're doing is great. Okay, so today we're going to talk about colorism. And for you, those of you that don't know what colorism is, I'll explain it in two ways. So basically, colorism is not really racism, but it's within the form of uh, your own ethnicity or culture, where you experience preference of skin tone, basically. So within, for, I'll, I can only speak on behalf of my my experiences, etc., because. I don't think it's appropriate to speak from another person's perspe- perspective. Although I will shed light to them throughout the rest of the um, segment. Okay. So, colorism is basically, to me, because I'm dark-skinned, it is where, within my own culture, in my own ethnicity and race, etc., there's a preferential treatment of those with lighter skin. So that's not necessarily, like, racism, but it's more that... There's privileges provided to those of lighter skin and there are no privileges for those that are of a darker skin tone now colorism is something that affects many 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 cultures so as well as caribbean cultures co- colorism is also present within the asian culture within um africa within even europe so i'm going to start off by speaking from my caribbean experience so Colorism as a dark-skinned girl, I feel, is an everyday occurrence. And more so than racism, because it's an internalised sort of thing. And I believe that it kind of starts within the family. It may not be from your family, but the fact that, say when you're growing up and as a black child, we, we, we watch movies and we watch music videos that are... So, like, black predominantly black movies um hip-hop r&b and when we look at more hip-hop than r&b and we look at the music videos and we look at the the representation in those platforms we don't see ourselves and as young girls young dark-skinned girls that's a problem because then we internalize this like self-hatred sort of thing and we might not do it um like, knowingly, it's a subconscious thing because when you don't see anyone that looks like you, there's no form of representation. It's hard to think that... It's hard to think that kind of you're the norm in a way, and I know that sounds really twisted. But what I mean by that, for me, growing up and not seeing anybody that looked like me, it was hard to accept the idea that I was beautiful. So obviously, thank God that's changed now, and we thank God for puberty, and we thank God for th- that journey that I went on to, like, love myself, etc but growing up as a dark-skinned child male or female is extremely hard because in this big big 21st century the representation is is getting a lot better but beforehand so like growing up pre-adolescence there was when there was black movies we never saw a dark-skinned woman in the role of a love interest we always saw her as either submissive or as angry or just typical tropes of a dark-skinned girl Why is that? And when we did see light skin representation, we saw them as the love interest, as the submissive, docile individual. Why is that? Why are those connotations given to dark skin and light skin individuals? Now, the issue with colorism is that uh, many people like to say that it started with slavery, which this is, I'm going to divulge into this now. So the idea is that during these, during the times of slavery, The slave masters would, of course, um, separate men and women so that the men would be working out in the fields and the women would all be in the houses. When they saw that this didn't really make a difference, they thought, "Okay, what can I do now? Because they've already demasculated the black men within slavery by sometimes castrating them, making them perform demeaning uh, chores, etc., so what they chose to do now is to because the, the black community let's say within these plantation fields were still sticking together they said okay what can we do to really break their spirit okay let's divide and conquer and the way they chose to do this is to separate by skin tone so a lot of rape and um, interference went on within the plantation so this would mean that the uh, slave masters would then sleep with the with the enslaved people and thus mixing between white and black and creating what was a term known as a mulatto or um the one drop rule but i'll divul- divulge into that later so mulatto is a derogatory term now but it refers to a light-skinned individual of so who's obviously black but has lighter fairer skin and what this effect had was that The lighter-skinned individuals would work in the house and the darker-skinned individuals will work in the field. Now, this is where the privilege comes in. The lighter-skinned individuals were now able to learn a different language. They were able to be educated. They were able to eat different sorts of food. They were able to have... They they lived in the house. They were clothed. They They were taken care of. But let's not get it wrong and let's not paint it as a perfect picture because these people were close to the slave owners and then they were getting raped and they were getting abused because they were so close to the house and they were getting just all sorts of form of disrespect dehumanizing chores all this sort of stuff was going on in the house whilst in the in the field obviously they didn't know what was going on in the house but the fields enslaved individuals were having to perform hours of work without any sort of rest etc being beaten i mean we all know we've all seen the movies we've all been there in history we're all aware of when, what went on. But the impact of this has carried on. So, for example, now that they're aware that the, the lighter your skin tone is, the more privileges you have, those with darker skin tone were deemed to be dirty, um, animal-like, and just like dogs, just to work, basically. This carried on throughout this carried on this mentality of a lack of self-worth from some dark i'm not saying all of them but some dark skinned individuals this internalized hatred has carried on throughout generations so let me talk about the caribbean so for example within the caribbean i know um within for example st vincent i know many parts of jamaica trinidad barbados for example i can only speak on what i know this is i'm just reiterating again this is my experience That we have a dialect and we have a way of speaking, patwa, right? So when someone refers to another person as, oh, you're pretty skinner, you look good and you're pretty, you're pretty. Often you would just think that that meant meant that their facial features are really pretty, but often pretty connotates to light. So then we have to stop and think, okay, if pretty connotates to light, if pretty skin connotates to having light skin, what does dark skin connotate to? And then this doesn't just stop here, because in certain places in the Caribbean, if you have a really dark skin tone, you're literally not going to be able to get a job in some places. Like I know, for example, in Jamaica, if you are and I don't know if that's from current now, but four years before, if you were of a lighter skin, you would definitely hands down get a job in a bank at the front desk being a bank teller. But if you're dark skin, no chance. That was not for you. So we have to ask ourselves why, and the excuse was what was that it was more presentable, and it was just easier for others to talk to uh, light-skinned individuals. And then we have to ask ourselves, what is the perception around darker-skinned individuals? Does it make us more angry, more negative? Like, what is it? All of these things that have happened have carried on that's why i really hate when individuals talk about oh there is no such thing as post-colonialism because that's that that's a lie we're still living in the effects of post-colonialism so there's that but yeah so the caribbean for example like i just said even in institutions where you're just trying to get a job if you're a certain skin color that's not going to work and by certain skin color i literally mean if you're dark skin. Okay, let's move on and let's talk about current times. Let's talk about pop culture. Let's talk about South London specifically. All the slang that we hear nowadays, it's actually ridiculous. Like, it's actually ridiculous. Referring to someone as a caramel ting, a chocolate ting, a black bueno, a grating, a button pardon colour has, is such a huge epidemic but when individuals want to speak on colorism or they want to speak on racism suddenly everyone's blind to it and just want to discuss it and it's a it's oh slavery was 200 years ago okay but you're still like you're still determining someone's beauty on their skin colour and when you compliment someone it's using their skin colour not saying that someone's skin colour can't be beautiful but when you're saying one is more beautiful than the other skin colour wise there's an issue here so, I remember in like year 11, especially secondary school years. So, this is like 2011 onwards, 2016. The hype was to be light skin. I don't think you understand. Light skin was literally the preferable color. If you weren't light skin, you were literally not popping. And that's just the truth. And you could disagree with me, but I'd rather you not because we all know that's the truth. Now, I can't speak on behalf of a light-skinned individual and their struggles. Obviously, they do have them, but I can only speak from a black, a, a dark-skinned black experience because that's the one that I, me and myself have experienced. And as a dark-skinned individual that went to a predominantly white um, and Caucasian secondary school, even being light-skinned there, uh, my best friend was light-skinned, we were just not firstly we weren't the majority and secondly we weren't the standard of beauty and it's interesting that i bring up a standard of beauty because i think it depends definitely depends where you are because there's a different standard of beauty regardless but the standard of beauty that is everywhere is the western standard of beauty and that is eurocentric features so if you guys are not quite sure what i mean by eurocentric features i'm talking about that really um defined nose bridge a really skinny nose like a button end um quite small lips a quite fair long silky straight hair now if we go into the black community which is more of of like i said colorism they favor light skin which is obviously not dark skin and they favour Eurocentric features still, so that defined nose bridge with, like, the loosest curl pattern going. And if you're, some of you guys listening listening, be like, what's a curl pattern? What are you talking about? Okay, I'll draw up two comparisons. Let's say... Uh, Halle Berry, who has a really loose curl pattern, so 3C, she's light-skinned, she's got really curly hair. And then someone like uh, Lupita Nyong'o, who is dark-skinned with uh, 4C hair. So the different density of hair is quite evident there but the interesting thing when i draw these two uh, parallels between these two people is that halle berry is a black woman napita nyango is a black woman however one carries more eurocentric features than the other and one is considered the most beautiful woman like period that is really interesting so then it begs me to ask this question do we just like everything about black features and like just like black features on lighter skin is that is that is that what's happening right now because i know a lot of you guys are gonna argue and say oh no 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 like black is really like like beautiful now and dark skin is really like a thing now like basically it's trending right so or the black of the berries sweeter juice we see it with Stormzy when he's bigging out bigging up his his dark skin girls we see it with uh big tobes and he's bigging up his dark skin girls and we see more represent representation of dark skin girls but i have an issue with that i have an issue with that because more time when we see our black dark skin girls being presented over the internet or in movies etc they're always kind of sexualized and by that they are like coated in coconut milk the most curds you've ever seen and then i'm like okay so can dark dark skinned women be, pre, be considered beautiful without being sexualized like can that ever happen because whenever i see it scrolling through my instagram feed or my twitter feed they're always coked in like in like cocoa butter and just all breasts showing bum showing i'm just thinking okay but some of some of us are, are just really pretty and you don't have to show those that side of you don't have to show that hypersexualized side of us but whenever it's a light-skinned girl more time it's oh she's so beautiful she's so beautiful and she's not hyper sexualized and it's literally just you know she's beautiful but with a dark-skinned girl it's like fetishized in a way it's like oh you're so exotic it's it's oh she's just different and it's just like okay like i'm i'm not an artifact i'm a person and it's it's not cool so the other problem i see with colorism is these little comments when you don't realize your like colorism is like so evident in whatever you're saying so i was having a discussion earlier with uh, one of my friends and it was like every dark skin girl has had this oh you're pretty for a dark skin girl I remember I used to get this all the time in secondary school. You're pretty for a dark skinned girl. Like, you're the prettiest black girl I've ever seen. I'm thinking, can I not just be pretty? Do I have to be pretty for a dark skinned girl? Because then that suggests that dark skinned girls aren't pretty and then I'm the anomaly. It's fine if you have a preference that you don't, you just don't find dark skinned girls attractive. That's absolutely fine. But then to say, oh, you're pretty for a dark, just say I'm pretty. Because then that just you're you're knocking down a whole spectrum of girls, women, et cetera, just to build one person up who is the anomaly. That's, that's not fair. You can, in this day and age, you can actually compliment someone without knocking somebody else down. And I really feel that that, that is what people find so difficult. And I, that's what I just don't understand. I really don't. If I'm jumping around a bit, sorry, it's just the ramblings. The ra- I'm just rambling on right now. But I just don't understand why it's so difficult for individuals to be able to compliment a person of dark skin tone without knocking down or being uh, knocking down another dark skin girl because she doesn't adhere to that one person, that one girl with dark skin, that is the, you just pointed out is the anomaly, and I don't understand why there has to be this whole, whole separate, separate view of black girls or um, I just don't understand why that has to be. Because at the end of the day, we're all black. People need to understand there are spectrums. There are, it's a spectrum. There are so many different tones of black, medium, dark, light, brown. There are spectrums to this, it's crazy. It's a scale of color. So it's it's really hard. Because when you feel like on one side of the spectrum you're good looking because you know you have those eurocentric features, your hair is a really loose curl pattern, and you get all these privilege where you get the jobs and you get the attention, etc. And then the other spectrum, you're you're just cast typed into and put in a box, and you're animalistic and you're angry and you're etc. And you guys are probably thinking, but who? What dark skinned girls do you know that um that are treated this way? For one. I ask any of your dark-skinned friend girls ask any of them and i guarantee you they know people who are dark-skinned have had incidents like this or them themselves have experienced incidents like this and I, i'm going to speak about serena williams for a minute this woman is absolutely phenomenal by the way she's a tennis player if you've been living under a rock an amazing one at that but often and I'm pretty sure you all see it in the newspapers that she is often just called an animal and that she looks like a man and that it's just like ridiculous I've I've even heard the comment like oh if I was ever going out with Serena Williams she'd have to buy me dinner pardon like those sort of sexist misogynistic attitudes that people don't even realize are one sexist and misogy- like misogynistic but also just around the topic of colorism because it's the idea that because, one, her dark skin and the fact that she's so muscular, she must be a man. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's no way. When compared to her, um, a p- component, I can't actually remember her name, but her light-skinned component, who was actually Haitian, and they, like, literally didn't want to mention that when, in her match, they just wanted to man- mention that she's Japanese, no one called her a man. And her physique is pretty similar to Serena Williams. She was a light-skinned, um she is a light-skinned girl i um, for the life of me i cannot remember her name but it was interesting the parallels between them because they both did the same job they both had the same physique because they're tennis players the only difference is one was dark skin one was light skin and one was, one was called an animal a man etc one was called really strong and empowering empowering so if colorism doesn't exist where are all these tropes and parallels coming from where is it coming from and the thing is that we don't understand about colourism, it, it hurts, I believe, that it hurts more than racism, because it be your own people. Um, it literally be your own people. And I'm going to speak from, again, in my perspective as a, as a black girl, and a lot, of, a, a lot of black boys love to say, oh, um... Oh, we love black girls. We love black girl. Love black girl girls. And like I'm talking about like dark skin girls. Oh, we love dark skin girls. And sometimes I really feel like it's literally, literally only for clout. And they're all over the TL screaming, uh, black love or dark skin love." Da da da, da. It's literally for clout and because it's trending and it's because it's a, fe- it's a fetish. It's not because you actually like dark skin girls. Because the same ones that be screaming dark skin girls will then go and have light-skinned girlfriends and like I said before preference it's all preference it's fine but then they'll go with these light-skinned girlfriends and then you'll hear an incident where they're bashing dark-skinned girls or they're saying oh I like her because because she looks this way and it's not like that and the parallel was always to a dark-skinned girl and I'm thinking what can you not just be with your light-skinned girlfriend and then just be with her and be good like you don't have to draw a comparison We didn't ask for that, thanks. I don't understand. And no one can argue with... No one can actually argue with me on this one because everyone's aware of it. No one likes to talk about it. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to talk about the uncomfortable stuff. So I'm going to draw away from, like, the Caribbean now. And I'm just going to speak about, um, say, Asia. So I did an EPQ on why Western beauty standards have contributed to the reoccurrence of colorism. And for example, in Asia, a lot of the time, um, the dark skinned, the darker skinned, um, Asians are not favourable. And a lot of the time their parents tell them that, um, they have to stay away from the sun or else they're not going to get married and they're not going to find a good husband. And the lighter skinned, um, girls are always favoured within, um, the Asian communities. And that's kind of worrying because then what is that telling the dark skinned girls that in order for them to be attractive, they have to bleach? crazy within african cultures i know that this is, that's definitely a thing because it's a multi billion dollar cu- bleaching and a lot of you don't probably won't know what this is there is in Af- african and asian um communities there's this and caribbean sorry epidemic bleaching skin bleaching is an epidemic celebrities mums men girls boys they all do it they all bleach you're probably asking how do they do this okay so bleaching can come in a form of many things so um like like the parallel you can have melatonin um tablets where you take to make yourself um darker your skin color darker there's the bleaching creams there's things that you can rub on your body etc to make your skin fairer the issue with this is it thins your skin pigment. It thins, uh, it lightens your skin pigment, but it also thins your skin cells. It also makes you more prone to skin cancer. It also means that you can't stand out in the sun because your skin gets irritable. It gets red, red and rashy and... Th- because of the way that the bleaching is set up, you can't bleach your knuckles, you usually can't bleach your knees, and you literally can't bleach around your lips. Now, if you see a person that is light, with dark knuckles, dark lips, dark knees, it usually means that they bleach, because the bleach can't get into these places. Now, bleaching is literally ruining people's skin, because it can peel, can break, etc., and it's, it causes cancer. Why, and you're probably asking yourself, why do people go through all this this like damaging themselves what is the what is the purpose and the purpose is to be accepted within society because like i said when you don't see any representation of yourself the world is a really crappy place to be because it's really hard to believe that you that you perceive yourself to be an anomaly can actually achieve great things And you're probably thinking this is skin color it's my it's it's like a minor mm, not really because when you're not represented in tv tele- television music media except all forms you're thinking huh, how how do I expect to make it out there if no one like me has made it out there yet? And that is the question that a lot of dark skin people ask themselves a lot of the time. Now, I'm not saying that your skin colour is a deciding factor of whether, and your representation of whether you do well in life or not. But I'm saying that it is a factor that affects you more psychologically than anything else. Because then you end up doing things to ruin yourself in hoping that society and people can accept you when the truth is you're beautiful however you you naturally are you're beautiful in that way now now moving on to so skin bleaching we've seen skin bleaching in the form of little kim we've seen um skin bleaching in the form of sammy sammy sosa and for all my caribbeans out there my bashment crew we've all seen bleaching in the form of vibes cartel hashtag free the world boss i'm dead he's a murderer um but no we've seen skin bleaching in so many different uh, people and probably people we know have been bleaching their skin. Like I know when I did, uh, when I did a, um, I can't even bring the word to my, my head right now. Basically, I did a questionnaire. That's the word of, okay, how many people have been affected by colorism and who has been skin bleaching? Literally a girl I know said she used to skin bleach her skin because she just didn't, feel that she was pretty and this idea of like not feeling that you're beautiful because your skin is darker than somebody else's that's ridiculous it's literally ridiculous but it's the thing but the thing is it, it happens all the time so how ridiculous is it and you're probably asking okay so we have identified the problem how can we fix this legit how can we fix this and how can we make it better well i say firstly it starts with all those people all these big people with social media platforms, et cetera, when you're When you're shouting at people and showing love to people and make sure you're doing it for all the right reasons. You're do- and say you are showing love to somebody. Make sure you do it for the right reasons. Make sure you do it because you believe they're a beautiful soul and they're a beautiful person. And you don't base it on an aesthetic that is literally by choice. Because you can, for example, you can have mixed race individuals that are not like you can have mixed dark mixed race individuals and that's just the truth so and i feel like we can also change the narrative with colorism if we all believe we are literally one body as black people even though we come in different shades of, of colors we're all one black people so i feel like we need to have kind of run away of that idea of anti-blackness so i'm going to go into that for a little bit i think throughout um the caribbean asia and africa there's this idea of anti-blackness, and no one can tell me that ain't true. I mean, you can disagree with me, but I really rather you not. This idea of anti-blackness has perpetuated, and it per- pervades all all sides and spheres within society. The idea that because you're you're further away from lightness and closer to darkness means you're less appealing and more ugly. Pardon? Like, for example, look how the media literally ripped into Michael Jackson. And he felt so... Obviously, I'm on the side... I'm, I'm that faction of people that believe that he had vitiligo. I really do, which is, which is a skin condition where your skin gets lighter over time. But he even felt insecure within himself that he had to get multiple nose, uh, nose procedures and plastic surgery to have that like, finely um, defined nose bridge that I was talking about earlier colorism is real and it's it's out here and it's it'll be ignorant to to think that it doesn't exist just like it kind of be ignorant to suggest that racism doesn't exist but that's a whole another episode that i will divulge into at another time but right now i'm just focusing on colorism anti-blackness is so evident within the different communities that i was just speaking about And it's kind of scary too, because it's like, for example, let's take Haiti and Dominica. Um, Haiti, after one of the first Caribbean islands to be, um, to break free from slavery after fighting off the French and and having their own revolution, that mind you, they're still paying taxes to Haiti, but they're one of the Caribbean islands that really accept their Africanness and their blackness. And they really, really, really are not afraid to show it. And they are really proud obviously hate when through during haiti's um revolution they kind of took over the the whole island which made which made it that there was kind of no dominica so what this meant is that the dominicans felt that they weren't represented because it was literally just haitians and as time has evolved this is kind of evolved into because obviously there are different um colors of uh caribbean people in dominica and uh more so, there are a lot of light-skinned Dominicans, and there are a lot of more dark-skinned uh, Haitians. Haitians are really proud of their Africanness and their blackness, whereas Dominicans, even though there is uh, there's the dark skins are the majority within Dominica, you won't see them a lot of the time. And I, I my source is like a documentary that I was watching and various articles on the Washington Post about it. Feel free to research it yourself. But yeah, so you won't see a lot of dark-skinned individuals in Dominica is because they're just they're not really appreciated they're not really uh loved and within dominica a lot of them aren't you can't call a dominican person black like you literally not all of them but majority of them you really can't call them black because a lot of them don't believe that they are black and it's this whole idea of anti-blackness and i don't know if this comes from past grudges towards haiti or not but they literally just anti-blackness is really strong. So if you're a Dominican, so for example, the term is Afro-Latina or, Afro, uh, or Latinx, that refers to someone of um, Hispanic descent and African-, African descent. And often, dark-skinned Hispanic individuals from Dominica won't feel like they're represented in society because of the stigma towards and this kind of hatred towards darker-skinned individuals. And it's actually kind of really sad because you can't really do anything about it but this is just what's grown within society and this is what's been taught and this is what people are aware of and it's it's just really sad that this is what people believe and nothing can get done about it but moving away from um Haiti and Dominica and moving towards England and how we can really make a difference I think it's all about being comfortable in your own skin and really showing that that it's okay to be dark and i know that for me and the people that i'm around it's taken a while to get to this place it's taken a while to get to the place where you really love yourself because i'm telling you for free being a dark skin girl is not easy growing up in uh hampshire wiltshire it was really hard because i saw nobody that looked like me and when i did try when i in year, about year 10 when i did try and embrace myself it was a more of a thing where oh i like i liked it when you had a weave in, like i really liked your weave oh, i really liked your braids and then i would get comments like oh it looks like your hair's been electrocuted pardon like my natural hair or oh, how do you get it like that now remember ign- ignorance is bliss so i can't i can't blame those that were just curious And I can't be angry at those that are just curious because they just don't know. And remember,
1: where I was living, I was not the... So, like I was saying, I can't be upset with those sort of people because ignorance is bliss, like I just said. And I had to remember that I was the minority. I was not the majority there. And therefore, not saying that... um, ignorance all the time is okay but it should be given some leeway because we can't blame individuals for what they don't know or what's not exposed to them most of the time because if i if i was like one of the first like natural um dark-skinned girls that they've come across of course they're gonna have questions but i think you have to really be careful when you direct these questions in certain ways because ignorance can come across really badly especially towards someone that's really trying to love themselves already in a world that's not showing them that the people that look like them should be loved or are beautiful it's hard
0: with trying to love yourself while society is literally showing you all the reasons why you shouldn't kind of hard so by that I mean society literally gives and I'm talking about dark-skinned individuals in particular of like afro descent now society literally gives you the tools to self-destruct and by that is growing up how many of us girls uh, us dark-skinned girls or us black girls were to- were given um relaxers because it made our hair easier to deal with that's kind of mad that's kind of we ruined. We poured chemicals into our hair to straighten out our natural texture, to make it straight, literally damaging our hair in order for it to be more manageable. That's kind of crazy. The amount of girls said, oh, my my hair was long, but my mum put a permanent it's it's scary because that's a whole that's westernization at its finest that's us trying to adhere to western beauty standards now i'm not gonna lie relaxing your hair does does make your hair easier to deal with because oftentimes afro hair is really difficult to care for if you don't know how to do it but when i really transitioned from um relaxed hair to natural hair in year 10 i really saw my natural hair in its in its greatness for the first time and that really gave me a great sense of pride until I went to school and like I said individuals thought I I had been electrocuted which was which was great for the most part it wasn't until I moved to London when I when I really saw the different spectrums of colour I thought wow all these people here really they really love their skin colour and they love the different colors that they come in and they experiment with their hair i'm seeing braids i'm seeing weaves i'm seeing natural hair when i saw people rocking their natural hair i was like no yeah this is for me this is a bit of me this is what i like i'm here for it and it's just all about loving your authentic self and i know it's hard with even the boys out there that are your blick your this your that your dark your all the names under the sun but their mom is darker than you which is not nothing's bad with that just don't throw stones at glass houses okay don't do it don't be a hypocrite this goes to all the boys as well that are like oh i want myself i want myself a real light because i don't like dark things da, 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 but you're the darkest bread out there you're the darkest guy out there that in itself is a form of self-hatred you want a lighter skin girl because you don't find dark skin girls attractive if it's just their skin that's the issue, because it's not, so, it's not the fact that they're a girl because you do like girls. If it's their skin and you have the same skin colour as them and you're just as dark as them, is that not a form of self-hatred in itself? I'm going to leave that for you guys to answer because, I don't know, seems a bit suspect to me. So overall, what I'm trying to say here is that colorism is alive and breathing. Or we, what we need to do is we need to boot it out to kick it out evict it we don't want it anymore we don't want it here because we are all one people at the end of the day and i'm speaking specifically um for black individuals but also um within the asian community caribbean community and african community you're all one people right within your community you're all one people that everyone comes in different shades and colors and you just really need to learn to love each other and if you have younger siblings that are different um skin tone to you teach them to love that skin tone and not look down at others or feel that others are inferior to them or superior to them because of their skin color teach them to love themselves as they are because that's the only way that us as a people is going to move forward if we boot out this demon that is that is colorism that was implanted by these slave masters that is the only how we can move on so that's it for this episode your girl says good night